I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. It's 503-225-0860. Coming to you live, uh, going cross-country. We're very glad to be able to broadcast into your home every night. We're thankful for your support. Those of you listening online, too, at Aftermath.fm and TalkStreamLive.com, we appreciate you doing that and participating in chat, participating in Aftermath.media. Those of you that have subscribed, we thank you. And those of you that wish to subscribe, you should give the gift of Ground Zero this year because we got some low rates for subscriptions. And you can do it yearly. It's really inexpensive for people, friends and family. They all go in on it so you guys can listen to the shows and also participate in what we have. It's it's uh, a breakthrough, really. It's a, it's a uh, digital playground, we call it. A number of other people are getting their own digital playgrounds. We have a really good one. We have a lot of documents. We have a lot of uh, videos and study groups and everything. And then we're going to do it all over again another year, putting more things into the library. I'm going to be making a visit pretty soon. So it, it's a it's a good, good investment to keep the show going. It's aftermath.media. Go there today. Don't hesitate. Sign up, aftermath.media. Also, if you want to give yourself... A little Ground Zero goodie, some swag, whatever you want to call it. You can go to groundzeromerch.com, look over what we have. You can pick up a t-shirt, a hoodie, uh, whatever we have there. Some great stuff that you can pick up at groundzeromerch.com. Give the gift of Ground Zero. A lot of people want to have some Ground Zero goodies. We have them all ready for you with both uh, Aftermath and Ground Zero merchandise. Now, one of the things I think a lot of people don't realize is once October hits, Paranormal, phew, we, we do a lot of paranormal shows. Um, we do paranormal shows throughout the year, but October, we do a lot of them. And in November, we kind of taper off. But then as we move into the Christmas season, we get into more paranormal shows. And the reason why is because in the weird world of paranormal, I mean, there's certainly a lot of strange, often eyebrow-raising things that are reportedly seen and encountered from ghosts to aliens, demons, angels, and everything in between. And there's no shortage of bizarre things that people claim to see. In fact, Christmas time, okay, Christmas time is a very, very paranormal time. Some argue it's more paranormal than Halloween. That's why Charles Dickens wrote about the ghost visiting Ebenezer Scrooge, and that's why they, in that one song, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, they say scary ghost stories being told by the fire. That's, a, uh, that's because there's a lot of supernatural things that come from the northern mythologies that we, we tend to look upon around Christmas time. Santa Claus, the elves, the gnomes, those types of Things And there is a contingency of people who, during the holidays, see gnomes or have experienced and, and have seen elves. I know that sounds silly, but in reality, from Krampus being a holiday demon, uh, there are little people that are seen in places like Norway and Iceland. Um, and I, and I, I didn't even think that, you know, elves could be taken any more seriously than when I was reading about Norway and Iceland. I think it was when uh, the Olympics were in Reykjavik. And it was funny how elves played a, a deep role in the presentation because it's part of their, it's part of their world that they're, they, they believe that elves are among them, that they, they mingle among them. I mean, I know a lot of people know that Laplander, uh, Norway, Iceland, Laplander mythologies and folklore 
is some amazing stuff. And I mean, many people would be hard pressed to name a Norwegian folk narrative beyond the three Billy Goats Gruff, which is one of my favorite stories when I was a kid. When I was young, I, I just loved that trip trap, trip trap. Who's that running on my bridge? So that was that was from Norway, the idea of the three Billy Goats Gruff. And it's about goats having to face a troll that lives under the bridge. Well, elves and trolls are considered preternatural creatures. They're not talked about a lot, really. And they're far from the cute toy makers that were seen in a Rankin-Bass TV show. And they're far too dangerous to be making cookies either. So they don't live in trees, they don't make cookies, and they, and they don't you know, study to be dentists and go to elf practice every day to sing about how they're Santa's elves. Trolls, trolls are one of the most prolific preternatural creatures in Norwegian folk narratives. And believe it or not, they are known to eat human flesh. Trolls are giant creatures, while the elves are, of course, tiny. And, of course, gnomes are a mischievous group. And the gallery of Norwegian preternaturals also, preternaturals also encompasses a number of hidden folk who are analogous to the fairies of other regions. Chiefly, there's a group called the Hulder folk, and there's the Tussa folk. In the Norwegian world, the holder, the holder comes from the old Norse word huldu, which means dark, hidden, covered, latent. Tusse comes from the old Norse uh, word that mean, it means a giant, troll, tusse, tusse, giant. So you look at it, how all these stories, these uh, preternatural stories have, have evolved, these paranormal stories have evolved in Norwegian folklore. Uh, in many ways, we hear about the Holder folk. We hear about the hidden Tussa, the the and and and, and the niece. There's also the Nisa, or the niece. Okay, now that's a small but powerful subterranean creature, like a like a Morlock, right? Or it, it, it's found in local legends rather than in the folk tales. The the niece or the Nisi wears a red woolen hat. Sound familiar? He, re- he wears a red woolen hat, as do many people in the folklore of the period. They, they would wear red woolen hats. But when the German forces from World War II occupied the area, they were outlawed because a lot of people, or the Germans thought, that wearing the red cap, you know, the red like Santa hat, would be an unacceptable expression of Norwegian nationalism. And so they, they wore it as a, as a hat of resistance, right? So you look at Nisi comes from the given name Nils, which itself is derived from the Greek word Nikolos. Now you're getting it right. You're making the connections here. There is the connection to what is called the Julianisen, which is the Christmas Nisa, which of course is what we call Santa Claus, the Nikolaus. Um, so all of these legends derive from the reality that we're in right now has its roots in the Nisa or the elf or fairy folk. And of course, Krampus. Krampus is that wood demon that represents the horn god that harms children. The horn god is connected to Saturn or Cronus, the god that ages children. And there are many other different stories of Norwegian and Icelandic folklore that we talk about at Christmas time, whether it be Santa Claus, Krampus, or the elves and the trolls, maybe even a few gnomes thrown in for good reason. It's good to be known for the holidays, right? Anyway, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. More to come on Ground Zero. Don't go away.
You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.